والله نمبر 1 اخي it makes me happy mm. to see that people want to go out and study and seek the religion mm. it makes me happy to see my generation has this acceptance uh, they're waking up and they're saying you know we want to learn the religion mm. and they're following the footsteps of the ulama and the, the salaf and the sahaba by actually leaving their homes the comfort of their homes and going out and studying ولكن mm. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh my brothers and my sisters alhamdulillah your boys are here uh, enjoying the sun <laughs> you guys are probably so confused i'm actually out here in turkey i might show some clips and some videos of the beautiful scenery that i'm enjoying alhamdulillah i'm on my way back to uh, cairo uh, spending some time out here i recently got married so alhamdulillah we're spending time in turkey before uh, making our transit uh, back to cairo alhamdulillah Yeah so that's probably uh that's the main reasons why we haven't been uploading. Uh so you guys are probably excited about seeing this episode. Uh alhamdulillah guys I know last time we kind of you know did y'all dirty in the way that we kind of went abrupt, you know, MIA as you would say. So I'm trying to like do my <laughs> do my part so I don't get a rerun of all the DMs that we got last time. At least give you guys an explanation in the beginning of this episode so it kind of helps. Yeah so guys uh, alhamdulillah Abdi and I hope to continue doing our season, uh, inshallah. You know, but at the same time, that's what I said to myself last year. And qadr of Allah, things didn't work out. And guys, as you all know, as we all know, life happens online and and other things happen and things pop up. Talking Haq is very much our priority. We want to share our journey. We want to share other people's insights. And this platform has been a means of so much khair that I've seen, alhamdulillah, so much benefit. And alhamdulillah, I hope, I really pray that it continues uh, to be that. But as you know, there we have other ambitions as well. I want to learn Arabic. Uh, I want to learn Quran. I want to learn, you know, my deen more. And I know that's an ambition and hope for many of you guys as well. And for those who are interested in that, those who have been DMing me about, you know, life in Egypt and, you know, how to go about it, this episode uh, is really uh, a response to all of your questions, bi-idhnillah. You know, we had Ustad Abdullahi Shireh uh, for the part two episode today in which he discusses, you know, subhanAllah, his journey in terms of how he went to Egypt not knowing anybody, how he had to, you know, survive and navigate and the mistakes that he saw many students run into, the, the obstacles other students, many of them faced, many obstacles I've seen students face and the struggles I've experienced. kind of shedding light on the reality of what it's like to study in Egypt. I know many people are posting on TikTok of studying and that's making a lot of students excited, you know, which is amazing. But we want to contextualize the whole experience so students are not put off once they get there. So this is like the survival guide kind of and and the reality of of life and studying in Egypt. And alhamdulillah I'm hoping that once I get out there, once I get to Egypt, inshallah I can I can continue to benefit where I can. You know, Whatever that may look like, inshallah, you guys will see. Uh, Abdi and I are hoping to do something remotely and also hopefully interview some of the brothers uh, in Egypt, inshallah. I've come across some amazing brothers who are, mashallah, very knowledgeable and, and have rich experiences and wisdoms that I think you guys all will benefit. So stay tuned for that, bi-idhnillah. But guys, it will take time. My wife and I are traveling back to Cairo. We have to look for an apartment. We have to furnish that apartment. I have to set up the studio. That takes time. I'm hoping, I don't want to give a timeline on it, 
but I want to say one to two months. But at the end of the day, guys, everything in Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, things pop up. But uh, at some point, inshallah, we will resume. Bidnillah. With that being said, I hope you guys really do enjoy this podcast episode with our amazing brother, Ustad Abdullah Shira. You guys will benefit immensely. Uh, yeah, so inshallah, you guys go ahead and tap in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome back to another episode of Talk Yahaq, the podcast where we discuss those relevant truths impacting us as Muslim youth. I'm your host, Idris. And today we have Ustad Abdullah Shireh. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you, Sheikh? Alhamdulillah, looking fly with the all brown. Oh, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. SubhanAllah. There's not a day when I catch you, you're not looking fly. I mean, I try my best. MashaAllah. For sure, for sure. You know, SubhanAllah, we had that part two or the part one episode. And we did have some technical difficulties. Yes. You know, that episode went on for like an hour 30. Yes. And we condensed it into about an hour. Yeah. And... Alhamdulillah, you know, we use that first part of the episode mm-hmm. to really get to know you, your story, yeah. your background. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we did, bro, because, you know, we need to give both these episodes their own their yeah. own time. Their haq. Talk your haq, come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. So, alhamdulillah, uh, for those who didn't watch the part one episode, we really went into Ustad Abdullahi's story, his journey with, you know, his motive behind seeking knowledge. You talked about being frustrated, you know, being in the masjid, and you know being told that oh this is from the sunnah and this is what we're supposed to do but not being able to access that that evidence not knowing not knowing yeah and mashallah you embark on the path towards knowing towards knowledge uh, it's it's amazing that you've done that you dedicated that for five years uh close to five years we started the was in egypt uh studying out there and this episode for you guys wondering what you guys are expecting to get out of this episode is to really understand kind of your journey, but also the mistakes that you found, you know, maybe that you've made, but also you've seen others many make yeah, and how they can overcome those obstacles. Exactly. So bro, we're just going to go straight into it. Uh, my first question for you. Yeah. Uh, I remember you talked about being Abu Bakr Masjid. Yeah. And there was a brother that, you know, you guys were making dua that he's going to go study. Yeah. And then you said, wait a second. You can do that. You can go in Egypt yeah. and, you know, learn your religion. And yeah. and you said, wow, okay, so that opened the door for you. It did. So I want to talk about that point. When you made that decision, what were you hoping to get out of Egypt? Wallahi, um, uh, like I said last time, uh, I don't know if it was in the video, but I, I still had that goal, which was uh, if I'm going to follow this religion, I have to understand the book Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us. And if I if I'm yani going to go upon this or go on this journey, I need to understand or learn the language of this Quran. And so my ultimate goal, and it still is, is to understand the Quran. And so um I wanted to go over there um and learn. But as before I went there, I slowly started to realize that the Quran is the asal, the foundation of this religion. And in order for you to be a real Muslim, you have to learn how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you learn there's a whole science called fiqh, mm. right? Uh, if you want to understand the sunnah, there's a whole science called yani, ulum al-hadith. Mm. And I'm hearing these books and I'm hearing these sciences and I'm hearing yani, um, the ulama that are yani, that specialize in these sciences. And I I keep trying to, 
say, okay, this all stems from the Quran. This all stems from the Quran. Because at the end of the day, if it's not from the Quran or connected to the mm-hmm. Quran or the Sunnah, right. it's not from the religion, mm-hmm. right? You also have Ijma' and you also have Qiyas, which is also still connected to the to the Quran and the Sunnah in some way, you know? Right. And so what was going through my head was, Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a way for me. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed that, I'm, that I pray Taraweeh here tonight. So I can hear this. Funny thing is, you know, the brother that left, yeah. we became roommates. Are you serious? Yeah. Allah, what are the odds? What are the odds? Allah, okay. And once he left Egypt, I, I I was the one that took his room. Wow. You know, so right. um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يعني, if he wants, or the Prophet he says, man kana, kan Whoever wants Allah, so whoever wants, whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants khair for, he gives them understanding of this religion. And I'm not saying that I know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants khair for me, but what I'm trying to say is if you em- embark on this journey mm. with the right intention, Allah so. subhanahu wa ta'ala will make ways for you. Mm. You know? Right. So you had that intention. And I think that's the number one thing that you even emphasize every time we sit down talking about the intention and the mm. barakah of the person who seeks knowledge. Mm. And so, you know, I think, you know, we talked off the podcast a little yeah. bit about this yeah. kind of the glamorization. Of Egypt now, yeah, and which is like we see that a lot, yeah, and you know I can see where that could be benefit, mm-hmm. but also I can see where that can be, you know, yeah, misleading, mislead exactly. Yeah. So can you go a little bit into that? Like, how do you feel about this new wave of you know a lot of students wanting to study in Egypt? Yeah, right. Well, number one, it makes me happy mm. to see that people want to go out and study and seek the religion. Mm. It makes me happy to see my generation. Has this acceptance uh, They're waking up And they're saying Yo we want to Learn the religion mm-hmm. And they're following The footsteps of the ulama And the, the salaf And the sahaba By actually leaving their homes The comfort of their homes And going out And studying mm-hmm. Walakin mm-hmm. They They go to Egypt And they have a, a, a Some type of image Or they have this Any perspective of This is what Egypt Is supposed to be mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going to get from Egypt mm-hmm. And once they don't see that That You can say Demotivates them mm-hmm. Their motivation Is gone out of the window They have no hope They don't want to do this anymore um, And I see brothers Just go back Within mm-hmm. three months mm-hmm. Five months Because this is not What they signed up for mm-hmm. And the reason being Is videos that they see online so, That glamorizes that life that, mm-hmm. that that shows people Hey, when you come to Egypt You'll do this And you go mm-hmm. here And right. we're doing this And we're doing that mm-hmm. La La yeah, That's, that's mm-hmm. not It's, it's true mm-hmm. But yani, It does more damage than good Right You know right. Because if we really talk about The reality of Egypt mm-hmm. The reality of Egypt. <laughs> the reality of Egypt. Can right. you go into that? What is what is what are, like what do they need to hear? You know, um, you know, we have expectations of mm-hmm. I remember I was in Egypt and one guy from the UK said, I swear I was shocked. He said, I thought the I thought Egypt was gonna be like Dubai. <laughs> I said, Who told you Egypt gonna be like Dubai? He said, Yeah. Out of country, you know, you see Dubai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the extreme side of it. Mm-hmm. I think the other side of it is they think, you know, maybe they don't admit it, but they're expecting more of a these Maybe it's the expectations that are not known. Like, for example, you come from the West, you come from America, mm-hmm. you come from the UK, mm-hmm. you come from these countries, and then you go to a country like Egypt mm-hmm. where certain privileges yeah. are not universal in every place. Yeah. yeah. You know, and 
it catches people off guard. It does. It takes them away from the study. Yeah. And has. you've seen this from a lot of people. Well, it happened to me, Sheikh. Mm. It happened to me. Um, uh, when I was leaving, uh, when I was leaving in America, I was, I was, I was thinking to myself, uh, how bad can Egypt be? I've been to Somalia, lived in Somalia for three years. Uh, I can live that life, right? Um, the way of life was easy, but the way that you study in Egypt is different. That's something no one can explain to you. When, when we say you have to seek this knowledge, like you have to go out and seek it. You have to leave your room, you leave your house, you have to make phone calls, you have to network, you have to talk to people, and you actually have to seek this knowledge. Mm. It's not just going to come to you. It's not coming to you, right? right? Other places, you go to a mahdara, you go to a jami'a, you go to the masjid, you go يعني, you go everywhere and يعني, you have hilqul ilm and you have this, but in Egypt, la 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 la. You have to seek, you have to go out of your way mm-hmm. to find what you want. Right. Right. Um, when I went to Egypt, Sheikh, mm-hmm. uh, like I was telling you, I landed July, uh, I believe July 1st, 2018, right. 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited. I really, really, really um, wanted this to happen. I was by myself. I didn't know anyone in Egypt. Right. Um, and I stood from the airport Because mm. I was I was in Dubai For two weeks right mm. Sitting in front of the airport I did not know Where I was going to go I didn't have a place to sleep I didn't have a room mm. I didn't have somebody Picking me up from the airport right. And the reason being is I was so excited mm. That I couldn't find Anybody in Egypt To help me mm. But that Didn't stop me from going mm. Right You know how other people You have You, you can call someone you have a brother that knows a brother. You mm. have a friend that knows a friend. Sorry. You have someone that can help you. You have a family member there. Exactly. I didn't have any family members. Wow. I didn't have anybody that I knew that was there. Mm. Um, uh, I didn't have somebody to pick me up from the airport, nothing. Wow. And so I had to make my way and that didn't stop me because of this, I call it an itch, mm. but yeah, I need the love that I yeah. had of, yo, this is an opportunity that I have. Mm. And inshallah, I will do the best that I can to to take and to, to to do this. Right. Um, so I stood in front of the airport, or I was I was standing outside the airport, Achi, and um, I'm I'm over here. You know, you know, T-Mobile has uh, two GV, two GV. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't do anything, right? But it saves you though. Exactly. That last <laughs> right? couple of gigabytes. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can make calls, but so, you really can't do a lot of things mm-hmm. with it. You know, Facts, it so. just gives you enough to right. survive. Right. I made calls. I made. I sent messages. Alhamdulillah. Um, I, I got a number of uh, one of the prominent sheikhs in in in, uh, in oh, Egypt, sure. and so I got his son's number. Wow. And keep in mind, his son doesn't know English. I don't know Arabic. Wow. And I had the funniest conversation with the sheikh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell him. Right. That's what I want, right? I'm trying to tell him my name's Abdullahi. Hey. I'm from America. Mm. I'm in Egypt. Hey. I want to study under your father. And I'm at the airport. Can you help me? That's what that's that's my message to the he guy. He was being ambitious with all those, right? Sheikh, <laughs> 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 when I tell you, um, I'm at the airport and I'm telling, I'm trying to tell him, yo, ana fil matar, ana fil matar. I kept on saying, ana matar, ana matar. I'm rich. 
He's like, what is kind of, what kind of, he's laughing. He's laughing. And I'm like, why are you laughing? I'm a I'm a matar. And he's, cor- he's correcting me. Matar, yani, matar. Okay. So he knew. Yeah. So, so you know, I was like, yo, matar, matar, same, you right. know what I'm saying? So I start speaking a little bit of English. I'm so like, yo, I'm at the airport. Right. I, I want to study. I'm Sorry. from America. Somehow, right. someway, he understood me. Allahu Akbar. Right? right. But he said, he told me in Tadr, uh, I waited. Mm. He said, wait. So I waited for a while. And out of nowhere, an Egyptian man just walked up to me and said, Abdullah. Mm. I said, yes. He grabbed my bags and he said, follow me. Hiya. I'm for the journey. <laughs> you just said, let's go. Let's go. He knew my name. Hey, you know my name? That's enough for me. Let's go. So we go. He gets into this car, and I'm telling him, where are we going? And he's speaking he's speaking Arabic, you know? Okay. And keep in mind, Akhi, what's going through my mind at, at, at this time mm. is you're in a car. You're with a person that you've never met in your life. Mm-hmm. But what's what's keeping me calm is you came for ilm. Right. You came for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right. and to learn the Quran. Sahih. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you. Mm. Don't worry. Mm. I, that, that's the only thing that's in my mind. That, mm. Wallahi, that's what's keeping me calm because mm. I'm in a country that I don't know. Right. I'm, I, the language, I don't know. Right. The only reason why I kind of trust this guy mm. is because he's Muslim. Right. right? And hey. That's talk right there. Let's see how the day goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how the day goes, right? right. So we go to this qariya, famous qariya. Wow. Um, and a lot of students usually go there. Yeah, I think you know the guy I'm talking about. Right. Uh, and we go over there, and we we meet a man they call Ammu Sheikh. Mm. And the Qariya, for those who don't know, it's like a village. It's a village, yes, right? right. And this man, he I still remember he he he's called the the, the uncle of the Sheikh, the Sheikh that I'm trying to go mm. to, right? He's the uncle of the Sheikh. Right. And uh, he says to me, he says, "What are you doing here?" I said, hey, I'm, I'm here to study right. He says, do you have a place to sleep? I said, no I think, uh, I hope you can help me out with this, right? Mm. And we're, me and him are talking through another brother A brother from America that's translating for me and him, you know? Right. And I was like, yo, I hope you can help me out with this He says, okay, um, we'll, we'll get you settled in and give me your passport mm. I said, Sheikh mm. Sheikh I said, I'm not giving you my passport. You could like you can take whatever you want from me, right. but the last thing that you're gonna like I'm gonna fight for is my passport. Exactly. Like you're not gonna right. like you're not gonna take my passport from me. Right. And he says, No, we're just gonna make copies and you know I say, I don't mm. care what you're doing. Mm. Like if you're gonna make a copy, I'll make this show me the printer, I'll make a copy right. myself. I'll give you the papers. I don't mm. I don't mind. Like you can have a picture of my passport. Like Sorry. what can you do with it? But I'm not giving you my physical passport, right. you know? And he's saying, hey, if, if it gets lost or if something happens to it, you could go to the embassy and get a new one. And I'm telling him that's that's extra work for exactly me. Exactly right. So we go back and forth. Keep in mind, July first, very hot day. Wow. Right? I'm over here sweating, and the heat is hitting me. Right. And, and this is the village. I'm this seeing thing. donkeys, and I'm wow. seeing I'm smelling tamia. I'm mm. smelling yani fool. I'm I'm hearing the Egyptians yell. I'm hearing honking. And this is your introduction. It's my introduction, man, wow. and I'm taking it in. Right. And so he sees a random person, a random brother that's that's from. Um, France and he says hey take this brother and he's gonna live with you guys mm. and so the brother he takes me Wallahi, and I kid you not Sheikh Idris the brother he takes me and he 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 takes me to a house house was very dirty mm. Ach, just walking in you you just feel 
like ugh. Oh wow. Right? right. This is not a place that's from spotted. the choice of the, uh, yeah. the people there. Yeah. Not looking after. No, no, okay. no. They, 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 the, it was, it was not, it was not very well kept. Right. And you can tell the the, the mattresses had bug bed bugs. What? You can see the kitchen wasn't clean. The bathroom wasn't clean. And uh-huh. and I'm saying to myself, this is not the way students live, you know. Mm. But hey. I'm, lo- I'm here for the ride. I'm I'm, I'm for the journey. Hi. <laughs> so um, he he says you're gonna you're gonna stay here with us, right? So I'm thinking to myself, hey, no problem, right? This is not gonna be a long term thing. Mm. One night, maybe a week, I could figure it out. Mm. But inshallah, I'm I'm gonna get my own spot. I'm gonna get my own place. I'm gonna figure it out. Right. That's that's been my my uh my my thing in Egypt, right. which is hey, I'm 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 gonna continue doing this. I'm not gonna quit. Right. And I'm gonna figure it out. Sorry. You know, um, and that's just my motto in life, right. right? If I don't, if I don't like a situation, right. I I deal with it, and then I try to figure out, or try to get out of it. You know, right. versus quitting. Yeah, because right. I can't quit. Achi, I traveled. Sure. I've I've dreamt about Egypt for a year. Achi, I saved up money. Achi, I I I told my parents. I told my brothers. I told my family members. I like I told I told yani the mashaykh like I can't quit. Like this is what I wanted for a while, and I'm not gonna quit because the house is dirty. Mm. Right. No, I'm not right. right. So. And so I I leave, he takes me to the masjid, Asr time, and I, I go to the masjid and I'm I'm talking to the students and I'm telling these guys, I'm like, yo, what do you guys do here? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, we learn Quran and Arabic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, don't can you learn Quran and Arabic in Qahira, like mm-hmm. Cairo? They're like, Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did you guys choose here? Mm-hmm. They gave me some reasons and, you know what I mean, um, some of the students, uh, they came to me and the first thing that they asked me was, I still remember this, they're like, who do you listen to? I said, yo, salam alaikum, first of all, man. <laughs> yeah, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? right. Like, who do you listen to? I said, what do you mean? Uh, who do you listen to? Mm. This is the first, I remember, Sheikh Idris, in Sorry. Seattle, we don't have this. Yeah, I hope. This was my interest. Same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, right? We don't have we don't this. have this issue. Nothing. Right. You know, I was never prepared for it. Nobody ever. Right. And so when I feel like somebody's over here trying to, you know what I mean? Mm. We grew, we went to public school, bro. We we went to school with these guys. Right, right. So when you feel like somebody's trying to do something to you, right. yani, you kind of push back, you know? Right. So like, who do you listen to? And they just start right. naming names. Right. My mistake was, I don't know none of these guys. Mm. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we listen to this sheikh and we listen to that sheikh and we listen right. to this sheikh and this sheikh and this sheikh. Mm. And I said, I don't know none of these sheikhs. Mm. I don't know none of these sheikhs because these sheikhs or these shuyukh, they speak Arabic. Right. I have nothing against these mashayikh, right. but they speak in a language I just don't understand. Right. And so there's no point of me Listen exactly. to them So we got into it a little bit And I was like Yo, You guys really want to know So I started listening On my Somali sheikhs And they're like mm-hmm. We don't know these people I said exactly They're Somali So I'm trying to prove a point to them Trying to tell them Hey listen I listen to mashayikh That speak a different language from you mm-hmm. And you don't know them Because you don't know the language right. Therefore I don't know these guys Not because I, I, I deem them to be some, some people that are bad or anything I just right. don't know the language That they're listening uh, They're talking in You know Right I like I was like, yo, I'm not vibing with this place. Mm. You know what? Let me let me see what I can do. Made some more calls, made uh sent some more messages. There's how a, long were you at that place for? For a day. And you was like, this is not it. Yeah, I left that right. day. Actually. I can imagine. Right? Right. So I found a brother that I grew up with. Mm. His number, uh, somebody gave me his number and he's in Qahira. Okay. Called the brother, I said, Hey, listen, Akhi, um, I'm in this situation. He said, What 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 made you go over there? I said, I don't know. Mm. 
I'm in it for the ride, right? Right. He said, all right, if you can come to Qahira, if you can find your way to Qahira, here's my address. Figure something out, a taxi or uh, Uber or something. Was this really deep from? Yeah, like a four hour, it was oh, like a wow. two hour drive, right? Okay. And he was like, if you can figure, if you can just come to Qahira, I'll, I'll help you out. MashaAllah. I said, Alhamdulillah. So I go back to the guy that initially brought me there. And I said, hey, listen, can you take me to Qahira? He said, I need permission from Ammu Sheikh. I said, you need permission from who? He said, the guy that, that was the uncle of the sheikh. Mm. I said, why do you need permission from him? Mm. He said, I just need permission. Let's go and ask him. So I go to the guy and I say, hey, listen, this guy needs permission to go with you. Can you just give him permission? He says, where are you going? I, says, Frank, I say, frankly, Akhi, none of your business, but I'm going to Qahira. Mm. Why are you going to Qahira? Why are you not staying here? I don't, I don't vibe with this place. Mm. Are you coming back? Allahu alam. Mm. He told the guy, he said, you can't take him. What? I, said, I looked at the guy. I said, you want some money? I pulled out dollars. I said, yo, take me. He looked at the sheikh and he said, hey, I got bills to pay. And he took me. Mm. So he takes me to Qahira and I go to the brother's house and mm. I stay there that night. That is just like that. Right that's my there. introduction to Qahira. Uh, that's my introduction to Egypt. That almost sounds like a hostage situation. <laughs> Okay. Right. So, Akhi, the the first mistake that I made mm. was I was not prepared. Preparation to mm. go there. A uh, plan. A plan. Right. I I knew what I wanted to achieve. Right. But the mistake that I made was Yalla, ayah mm. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen on the way there. You know, right. some people can do it. Some people can't. Mm. It's like having a goal is one thing. Defining a goal. Yeah. But then That's, having a path is another thing. Right. Yeah. Um. My plan B for me was, hey, you're going to go to the airport. You're going to f- take a taxi, go to the hotel, um, and just go to a masjid mm-hmm. and walk around and meet brothers. And you're going to run into American brothers, or you're going to run into these type of brothers. And one person leads to another, and another person leads to another. And that's how you're going to find your network. That was plan B for me, you know? Right. And you knowing Egypt, Akhi, that kind of can work. If somebody ever came to like Medina to Nasr, and uh, that kind of can work. You know, you meet a brother and you meet another brother and you meet another brother within a week. You know, all the, you have all these brothers and you have connections now and right. you can, you can get by, you know? Right. So that's Egypt for me. Mm. That was my introduction. And wallahi, I, I don't wish that for anyone mm. because it was stressful. Exactly. I landed at 10 a.m. Oh. 10 p.m. I found, a, uh, I found somewhere to sleep and wallahi, I was debating. Mm. I, I had my phone, bro. Mm. And I was, I was looking at tickets to go back. Mm. Because I really wanted to go back. And so we made a joke out of it. We said, hey, if you if if you really if you don't look at tickets the first night you're there, mm. then Egypt hasn't introduced itself to you. You know what That's I mean? Facts. Yeah, because right. you're gonna have problems. Mm. Man. man, it's I think that's the biggest thing, bro, is the introduction part. Mm-hmm. Cause how many times like I've went out there, I've been in Egypt. They also know I've been in Egypt while you were there at the same time. We yeah. connected out there. And there, there's a sense of regret that a lot of students feel mm. uh, immediately. It can hit them like, oh, gut check. Like I was at my house. I had my family mm-hmm. and I put myself voluntarily. It makes you feel kind of stupid. I say, yeah. like, what, what did I just, <laughs> what did I just sign up for? You know, right. it's like, did I really just set myself up? <laughs> right. But, and then, you know, sometimes, you know, you have this goal, you know, you talked about this, the itch part. And mm-hmm. I think that we have to really talk about that as well, because, mm-hmm. Ustad, I was watching just a clip just the other day popped up. Ustad Nu'man Ali Khan, mm-hmm. he was talking to a student about like advice or something like that. 
And the thing he said to him, and it was very profound, and I agree with him 100%. He said, if like not knowing the Arabic language mm. does not really irritate you, like it, you feel so bothered by it, by not knowing, mm. you can't just go and start learning the language just because you kind of feel like it. Yeah. Because that's not enough. No. To, to do what you just did, mm. to look at the ticket and say, you know what, man, I'm, I'm tempted, but I'm not. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to find a way. Mm -hmm. That takes a certain amount of dedication yeah. and a certain amount of like needing not yeah. wanting like i need yeah. to do this yeah and mashallah it seems like you had that like you studied ahead of time uh and i think that's the biggest thing if you are not actively trying to do those things ahead of time proving yeah. to yourself yeah how much it means ahead of time mm -hmm. then once you go out there it's yeah you can fall off very very easily very easily very easily and so yeah so what was the path for you like once you got there i mean i'm assuming you started seeing the institutes around the brothers mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. Did it? Did you start feeling better by seeing the atmosphere? Did how do you feel about that after? So, wallahi, that 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 that, that was the first stage, right? Uh, which I I I went there wrong, mm. and uh, and yani, this is the, the reason why I told that is because remember we're talking about the yani glamorizing Egypt right. and everything. Nobody talks about this. Nobody right. talks about this initial, um, yani uh, thing that you go through. Everybody oh, goes yeah. through it, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I know brothers that got kicked out their houses. I know brothers that rented houses, oh. and you know they got scammed. scammed. Yeah. There's this thing, and I always tell brothers, Wallahi, this is something that will open the gates of Jannah for you. This oh, is yeah. something that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala loves, mm. and so He's not going to give it to you. Easily, mm. La, he has to distinguish the truth for, from the liars, and so are it's you a sifting process? Yes, mm. you know, and so I feel like, wallahi, you will be doing the ummah justice by telling everybody we don't know what you're gonna go through. Mm. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is gonna test you, but be prepared for in it in your own way, in your own way, right? right? And so that night after Hajjah uh, took it to the, the second question, Akhi, um, the second, the, the first day when I woke up, I went to I went to the institutes. Mm. Um, I went to an institute that's called Kalima. Mm. The only reason why I went to Kalima is because the brother told me, hey, go to Kalima. Right. I was never a fan of uh, which institute should you go to, why this institute and why this institute. You know, because I, I see a lot of brothers, they they tend to um, they tend to like ha not choose an institute for like a month just because of this, right? Not not knowing how to decide. Right. Pick one, yalla, bismillah, khalas, mm. right? He told me go to Kalima. I went to Kalima. I signed up that day. And I remember... The the um the 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 administration they were telling me yo the course that you signed up for started three days ago. Mm. You can pay for it, so you have to wait a whole month. Mm. I was like, no, I'm not waiting. Mm. Uh, I'm taking the test today. Please, like, put me in. I don't mm. care what time of the other day it is, right? Right. Um, and Alhamdulillah, after just talking to them, talking to them, annoying them, <laughs> they right. allowed me. Awesome. Um, but. There's another stage, Akhi. Mm. I call this stage the cold stage, mm. which the is stage? the cold stage, mm. because you're putting in so much effort, mm. so much time goes into studying, so much money and energy goes into studying the Arabic language, and wallahi, you see yourself not improving. Mm. You know what I'm I talking know exactly about? Exactly what you're talking about, right? right? You you do it over and over and over again and it's frustrating because it's not one day or two days no it's yeah. months oh my god yeah. months of just a brick wall right right it's like that hurdle yeah right. and it's this is where a lot of a lot of brothers and sisters fall mm. off doubt doubt shaitan will creep up on that 100 mm. 
they try to a lot of brothers don't understand that this is the process so what do they do mm. they switch mm. oh this, this, was, this, yeah, not it. this is not it's not working mm. for me I'm not learning from this place let me go to another place mm. and same thing okay let me do a private tutor same thing a year goes by he's switching right and nothing happened you know mm. um but alhamdulillah uh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aided me in getting through this stage right and I started slowly to see that I'm understanding Arabic mm. little by little and little by little you know I actually want to also talk about on that same part of like mm. that cold stage I remember I actually had like the inverse mm. like the beginning everything's new yeah so I felt like I was rapidly making progress so the first two months I was like whoa I'm right here having conversation like I could hold small things you yeah. know yeah. Yeah. you know and a, it's just basic simple thing I'm like I got yeah. a big thing on lock hey. it's the illusion yeah. so because when you go from zero to two. one yeah one seems infinitely more than zero yeah. yeah so then the more you get I think once I got to like the the green book mm. I started to see, wait a second, there is so much I do not know. <laughs> so then it's like, because you look back, you're like, bro, I only got there like a sliver of a sliver. Yeah. And then it it can become intimidating yeah. where you're like, oh my God, hey. compared to where I need to go or I, I would desire. I can't do this anymore. I can't. So there's just two sides to it. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, just Arab. The guy was born Arab. The mm. guy was born Qurashi. He so. learned he he spent 20 years learning the Arabic language. Wow. He wasn't learning Hadha wa Hadihi, Dalika wa Tilka la la. He was learning Lugat al Arabiya. Right? Uh. And if an Arab is learning Lugat al Arabiya for 20 years, uh how about us? Hey. <laughs> Who's learning Arabic in our twenties? Right. Right. So it, it it's it's mm. it's different. Sorry. And so the, the 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 second thing that a lot of a lot, we should start talking about mm. is Arabic language is not fifteen month course. Thank you, bro. Right? It's this illusion. It is. Like oh, oh, you want to learn Arabic? They they actually I think okay, it's a it's a matter of humility. Mm. If you are here thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna learn Arabic. I'm going to Egypt to learn Arabic. What does that mean? Like, really, yeah. what does that mean? Like, you're yeah. disrespecting the Arabic language. You are. You are. <laughs> you know, it's you like, humble, humble yourself because it is an ocean. And if you don't come in there with that humility, mm. then the minute a hurdle or a struggle, like you mentioned, yeah. this is too hard. This is not what I signed up for. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly what you said. You know, um, right. and, but my advice, mm. uh, and maybe I'm, I'm a little bit extreme in this, mm. but... My advice is to, it's always been, hey, you're going to do this, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. I had the motto of, if you're going to learn how to play basketball, mm-hmm. you're not going to sit there and watch YouTube and learn how to dribble and how to shoot and how to, you know, shoot with your left hand. You're going to go to, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to actually start shooting. Right. You know, um, most of us, Akhi, um, uh, we started off with, I don't know if you, want, if you, if you played for a team or anything, but most right. of us, we learned how to play basketball by just going to the park. Exactly. Right? right. Um, we learned how to swim by just going in the water that's right. how we all started right. and so you learn Arabic by picking up the books mm. read man read open read and you're not going to understand but continue reading and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to open it for you mm. and so in the beginning what I did was what really helped me was I bought books and I read mm. I didn't understand what I was reading but I read mm. and that helped me and that helped me with 
um, this obsession that I have with books, which is I have to always read. I always have to have a book with me. I always have to um, figure out what this book is about or what that book is about. What my ladaric? That came from forcing myself to read something I didn't even understand. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Force you. And do you think that's the approach that you recommend to a lot of students? That's what works for me. Mm. Well, somebody can say, okay, if it works for you, it doesn't work for everybody else. True. But it also works for another brother that 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 wanted my help. And I gave him, I said, hey, listen, this is what I did. Do it. And alhamdulillah, the brother now is very, very, you know, the brother Dawood. He's, 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 right. he's. Mashallah, very, very well versed in Lugat al-Arabiya. Why? Because he picked up a book and he he read. Right. And he listened and he wrote and he he talked. What might that like, you know? And he studied and he continued to study. Mm. And so the other mistake that we make, Ya Sheikh, mm. is we go to these institutes or we have a tutor, but outside of that, we don't do anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, that small window of time. Yeah. What do you do with the rest of it? We chill, mm. go to the juice bar. Come on, that's we, how I'm with these guys. Hey, we, we go out, we go right. to we go to a restaurant, we kick mm. it with the brothers, we the malls, we we go to the malls, right? right? right. We find other things to do. Fine. We you know what I'm saying? We make videos on TikTok and right. show people, hey, this is Egypt. <laughs> right. Allah mm. Akbar, right? Allah Akbar. Right. But that 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 should stop. And I was I was an advocate for it. Yeah, yeah. I was telling brothers all the time, hey man, what are you? You want to read? Let's go to the bookstore. I'll tell you about the books. I don't have I don't have, I don't have uh, uh, any problem with mm. standing here telling you this book is this and this book is that. Right. If you're going to buy it, are you going to read it? Mm. There's a lot of brothers that I took to the bookstores and alhamdulillah, I told them to read and it kind of worked for them, alhamdulillah. Right. MashaAllah. You know? That's the approach that you recommend in going through the book because the language is a thing that is a tool you have to use. Yeah. You know, I think Arabi Baini Adek and a lot of the other curriculums they use, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a structure for the organic approach of learning mm-hmm. a language. You're writing it, you're mm-hmm. reading it, you know, you're yeah. speaking it in the classroom. Yeah. But then that can't just be your only thing. You have to yeah. kind of branch off yeah. and explore the language, use the language. Right. Because another, I think another misconception we can also talk about, Chef, mm-hmm. is the fact that on the streets, in the streets of Cairo, they're not speaking... Uh, Fosha. Fosha. La. Oh, no. Antifain, Antifain. Amale. 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 Hey. I'm like, yo, what is this? So people say, oh, I'm, I want to learn Arabic. I'm going to go to... An, Arab-speaking country, yeah. but they're not speaking. They're not speaking Arabic. Right. And even the brothers themselves, you go to Egypt, I remember even my roommates, like we would say, oh, yep, we're going to speak Arabic with each other. Mm-hmm. And so much for that. Like after a couple, not even that long, a few sentences, a few yeah. minutes, it's like, all right, I want to I wanna start speaking my yeah. mother tongue. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people, I remember even you saying that you had a goal of being there a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. but because of certain mistakes that we make, yeah, it tends to elongate it yeah. or people just say they give up, you know, prematurely. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you mentioned some of those mistakes, Sheikh. Uh, what other things do you feel like students need to know, you know, before embarking on this journey to internalize? What else? What else would you say? That the is? living standards. Oh, that's a big one. Right? Right. Water shutting off. Hey. Lights. There you go. Ahi, um, food. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's just like this episode became why not to go to Egypt? <laughs> no, I, right. I really, no, yeah, I really I want you. brothers to go. I, I right. want sisters to go. But so, hey, ahi, like you got to be real with them. You got to be you real. Can, you can, it's better to go in there 
mm-hmm. on your guard mm-hmm. than to go in there and have your guard down yeah. and be unprepared yeah. and caught lacking. 100%. You know, they 100%. say, don't get caught lacking. If you yeah. go in there with these expectations. Yeah, and it's, right. it's, it's, it's not, you're, you're, wallahi, it's just gonna, it's gonna hurt you. You're right. not gonna want to do this anymore. And you're just gonna right. go back, right? Right. But, ahi, the living standards were not easy, mm. right? You can, you can live in a in a place that's well off, but right. we tend not to do that because we want to be close to yeah, the institutes. Right. We want to be close to our brothers. We and those to, areas that you mean they're well off are known like Medina, yeah. Tiriha, Tiriha, Hadid, yeah, Cairo. Yeah, those places. Those, Medina to Nasser where Medina to Nasser. Yeah, it's not mm. you have you have your, your areas that are mashallah and you have so. your areas that are mashallah. Right. Right. Mm. Um it, it all depends on you. Mm. It all depends on who you are. Sahih. The other mistake that I see a lot of brothers make and a lot of sisters make is they they think when you study, you have to study in a horrible environment. Mm. You have to be salafu salih. Mm. You have to live in a place where يعني, there's no AC. Right. Right? And there's a there's a story of a few brothers that I know. They lived in they lived in uh Tasia. <laughs> Why is this kind of funny too? Because brother it, I've heard the same exact thing. It's like a mindset a lot of people internalize. Yeah. But go ahead. They lived in Tasia. Right. Tasia, for those that don't know, is a place that, mashallah, it's, it's not, I want to say it's high class, but mm. alhamdulillah, right? right? It's right. a good place. Uh, you have a buab, a security guard downstairs, and right. you have, alhamdulillah, right? Sorry. It's kind right. of spacious. Right. Right? Safe neighborhood. Mm. These brothers, they had, uh, their house was very nice. It was furnished. Uh, furnished. Um, they had everything good for them. Mm. Three brothers, they said, you know what? We're too comfortable and we can't live or we can't study like this. I warned them. I said, please do not move away. Like, if you guys are, are going somewhere else, at least, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to move. Uh, you don't want to AC. Turn off the power button. Yeah. Right. Um, figure something out. They said, no. They moved to Sakur Quraysh. They moved to Sakur Quraysh. Where is that? I've never heard. Sakur Quraysh is. Is the slums really? the hood? How far is that from Medina Tennis? Is it within it? Is it- yeah, it's known. You Wait, remember? You remember the bookshop? High, uh, you remember, is it the fourth district? Remember? Uh, you remember the the fourth is is it's like the fourth district, right? But slummier, <laughs> if I can say. Slummier than that? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, they call it Yani Shabi. Um, you remember where the the bookstore, the Ali bookstore, was? Uh, Behind the Khan Khalil area Like the opposite side The Azhar area No 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 no. Behind Behind Ashir Okay You know Here's Ashir Remember that Some other restaurants If you just Walked a little bit Behind it That's that's where they went And that's where they wanted to live Well, all the Somalis And like the African people Immigrants Yes I know The unpaved road Yes I know exactly Yes yes. Sokol Muslimin That one By near that area I don't know if you know The old one Behind it Behind it Yeah behind it I thought that was a better. <laughs> that's a little bit better. See, I, I mean, I mean, that's why I was right. in a whole other city. Okay, so they went there. They went there, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, why? And they, they said, this is the way to study. Mm. And they would look down upon brothers that, that had ACs and brothers that had, you know what I mean, cooks. And they said, yo, you guys are not studying. Mm. You guys are here for vacation. We want to study. Right. You can only advise brothers. Right. Right? Okay, one by one, they went back. Within three months, they went back. Why? Because it's too hard. You make things unnecessarily difficult. Yes. Mm. Right? And guess what? Mm. As always, they never blame themselves. You know what they blame? Mm. They blame the teachers. 
the teaching standards. Wow. They blame the living standards. They blame everything except them. Mm-hmm. And so then now Shaitan gives them a new dream. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Mauritania. Yeah, in Mauritania, you're living in the desert. If you can't, if you can't live in Sakhar Quraysh, how you gonna live in the desert? Mm-hmm. You know. And so one of the things that I really like want to highlight is everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. There's brothers that that type of lifestyle motivates them, mm-hmm. and there's brothers that they need other things. Mm-hmm. I. In order for me to read and study, I needed an AC. I'm mm. not gonna lie to you. Right. There's brothers that that didn't want an AC. Mm. Uh, it's uh, to each their own. Right. Right. Um. I I like to clean the environment. Mm. In order for me oh, to study, yeah. In order for me to study and right. yeah, I need to do what I have to do and teach and do what I have to do. Okay, I need I need to be in a clean environment. Sahih. There's brothers that don't care about that. Don't care, right. You have to know yourself. You have to know yourself. Mm. And so uh, and I want to be real. Be with real. yourself That's yeah. another part Yeah You gotta be authentic With yourself mm-hmm. I see a lot, a lot of Like what you said Sheikh, Like I've heard that Talking about You know Oh we're too comfy Or this this and that And I get what They're trying to come from Because I know there's quotes About you know yeah. How the student of knowledge You know there's gonna be poverty yeah. I've heard this a lot This type of rhetoric And stuff like that And so They say Oh We're not struggling We gotta Come up with like An artificial struggle Yeah And I know even in our religion Like you know, we're not supposed to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make things difficult for us. We're not supposed to ask no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to burden us more than, you know, we can handle. Yeah. And so when you do that to yourself, I think it's almost like an ungrateful thing. Like, yeah. Bro, you are American. Yeah, 100%. You have, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro, there are people who are begging to be in your position. Right. And you just foregoing that. That's not a virtuous thing. It's not. You know, so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made something easy for you, say alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah and right. make use of it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you talked about, you know, I, I know because I lived in Muqattam, which is about uh, like 15 minutes away yeah. from uh, Medina Tanasir. Mm-hmm. And I did hear a lot of brothers from Medina Tanasir like starting studying for a little bit and leaving. And I think a lot of it goes back to Sheikh is us going there with expectation. We're going to yeah. learn the Arabic language, mm-hmm. but not having a game plan. Exactly. And I know you said, you know, khalas, look at the institutes, mm-hmm. choose one. I've heard about brothers. I remember I met one brother in Medina Tanasir. And I said, oh, what institute you've been in? Because he told me he was there for three months. He said, I'm still looking. And I said, well, I, I was shocked. Mm. I, was, I was like three months away from everything. It's depressing. Yeah. Like you in Egypt, you're going to be like, bro, why am I here? Yeah. Like, bro, it's not fancy. You're not in Malaysia. You're not in Dubai. Yeah. What are you doing here? Right. And so a lot of people, they don't have that game plan. Yeah. So for those listening, Sheikh, I mean, like, you know, just even getting from your story, there's a lot of wisdoms in it. But what do these people need to hear about that strategy? If you don't learn the Arabic language, I think, you know, choosing institute, mm-hmm. right? Or if you want to do private study, choosing institute, mm-hmm. things of so sort. But what other things would you say in terms of your study approach? You know, how, like, let's let's get practical in a way. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, okay, you're studying in an institute for two hours. Mm-hmm. What are some things that students could do to excel and inshallah reach their goals? Well, you have to, you have to know um, what the Arabic language is. Yeah. The different sciences uh, that um, that yani, uh, that the Arabic language has, yeah. and what science you're focusing on, mm. and what you want from the science, and where do you start from the science, and what's the advanced level of the science. Once once you can figure that out, mm. then you have a roadmap of where to go. I always mm. used to tell brothers, right? Mm. If if your mission today is to go from my house, remember how I lived um, at the because we used to always be around my house, right? right. If your mission is to go from my house to Azhar, mm. 
you have a, you have a, a you know where to start from and you have a destination mm-hmm. if you get lost what are you going to say you're going to go to somebody and you're going to ask where is the road to azhar Sahih. right and that person is going to direct you to the road mm-hmm. same thing with arabic right you should have a you should have a, a starting point and an end point mm-hmm. and if you divert or if you like like get lost mm-hmm. don't go to the students Mm. Don't go to a person that's on the same yeah somebody that's lost. You can't mm. ask somebody that's lost how to get back on the road. My guy's lost. Right? right? Who do you ask? You ask the teachers. Mm. You ask your ustads. You ask those that learn lughat al-arabiyah. Mm. Do you remember the advice that they used to give us? I remember this all the time. I remember mm. every time we would sit with Mama Shaykh, there's mm. always a new student that asks, "How can I learn the Arabic language?" I remember my teachers would always say, "Just do it." Mm. Just do it It's easy Just just continue doing What you're doing You will never hear The mashayikh ever say Don't go to uh, Don't mm. go to Lisan Arab You will never hear them say It's you the rem- students That are doing that Yeah Right Do you remember When you first uh, Contacted me And you were telling me Hey I'm going to Maqattam I don't right. know if you remember What I said to you I said Akhi if it works It works Right, <laughs> right? Exactly. At the end of the day It's Lughat al-Arabiya Akhi right. if you feel like You, you want to go learn over there Then so, go learn over there Right Right So my the first thing A student should do Is know what he's focusing on mm. These institutes They teach you something Right You have Alibana that focuses more on Nahu and Sarf, mm. grammar and everything else. Mm. Balaga. You have Lisan Arab. People say that focuses on speech, but mm. they, they focus or they teach you from what I know mm. and what I've seen. They teach you a formula mm. on how to go about Lughat al-Arabiya. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so once you understand this, You know what to do outside of class. Right. You know what to study. So now let's say you have, you have today you learned uh, chapter three. Mm. And you studied for, uh, you, you reviewed chapter one and two. So. What do you do next? Mm. You just don't close your book and just put it away and go to sleep and say, I'm going to wait for chapter four. La. The tools that these institutes give you, mm. which is identifying a ism, a noun. And identifying a fi'l, a verb, and how this fi'l can be used. You take these tools and you put them to use mm-hmm. by picking up books, by listening to mahadarat, by writing. Mm-hmm. Right? Can you? I remember this one time we had a uh, we had a homework. Uh, the sheikh said, "Hey, just write one page wow. in Arabic." Right. Well, one of the hardest things I did in my life. Mm-hmm. But I still have the paper. Now when I look at it, it's like, oh, subhanAllah. Like this forces you, this forces you to use your words, right? right? And so outside of class, I advise, highly advise the brothers Mm. and the sisters to utilize the formula Mm. That these institutes are teaching you. These institutes, their their goal is not teach you. It's not to teach you lughat al arabiya. That's a misconception that we have. Mm. Their goal is to teach you how to. Yani, search up words and how to read books and how to find what the meaning of this is. That's Sahih. what their goal is. Sahih. For the first day I came to uh, Lisan, uh, uh, Kalima, I remember the Sheikh. Right. And I uh, still, every time I see him, I say, Salam to him. He asked me, he says, What are you here for? I said, I'm here for Nahu. Mm. He, he said to me, Nahu is not, yani, mm. Nahu doesn't teach you the language. Mm. I didn't understand it. It's the grammar, the science of the language, how the words affect yeah. each other. And so on. He said, that doesn't teach you the language. He mm. says, what we're doing teaches you the language. So I said, okay. I put out a book, a so, notebook. He said, no, put that away. Wow. I said, why? He said, everything that's written on the board, take a picture of it. Mm. I said, what should I do? He says, listen. Wow. Just listen. And if you have a question, ask. Mm. And if we're doing something 
participate. Mm. That's that's al- So two two hours and a half every single day. Listen, Arab. That's what we're doing. I would come in. Wallahi billahi. I would come in with my. my uh, I didn't even bring a notebook. Sometimes I would come in and I would have my uh, my packet, and we would sit down, mm. and we would listen. And remember, he there's a there's a new word. There's a there's a formula. The ma'na, mm. the jama, the mudad, mm. and the teacher will ask you, "Hati jumla." Mm. Favorite thing. That's the first thing everybody learns. Hati mm. jumla. Bring, mm. give me a sentence, right? Mm. That's what you're supposed to do when you read a book. Mm. You say, okay, this word has an alif lam. Ding, ding, ding. This is a noun. This is an ism. Sorry. Okay, let me try to go figure out where I can find this ism. Mm. You figure it out. You try to find it. You try to find out the meaning and you try to find out the mulad and you bring your own jumla. Right. You, you write your own jumla. Mm. This is how you learn Lugat al-Arabiya and this is what you should be doing outside of right. outside of the institutes. Sorry. By taking in the tools and the resources that they teach you, mm-hmm. you can benefit on your own now mm-hmm. It's like Why limit yourself To two hours a day When yeah. you can You know Some brothers Are not even taking advantage Of that two hours a day no. Probably we skipping Or or not fully Taking advantage Of that time Yeah But when you go And you benefit mm-hmm. You could take that With you To the house Whether it's by Opening the books Going on YouTube I know You know There's a recommendation That you get a Brand new YouTube account Yeah And you only watch Like Arabic videos On that Like wow. Fusha Wow That's a, I've heard that strategy Uh and just hearing the words, writing mm-hmm. that down and, mm-hmm. and benefiting. So instead, one thing I do know is that distraction is a big element yeah. for for us students, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's by friends, because we want to socialize. We're getting homesick. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. A lot of brothers leave, right? So you have to have some kind of social element in there. Yeah. But the balance part is a difficult part for a lot of us. And so for you, how did you kind of balance, you know, the social element? By not allowing, but also not allowing that to overtake your studies. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, <clears throat> let me tell you this. Mm. I've seen brothers that that try to that try to cut brothers off mm. because they say this brother's not good for me or this brother's this, and that causes problems. Mm. Uh, I, I've seen brothers. Um, not like each other because one of them is saying you're not good for me or the other one is, you know, slowly going away. Mm. It's a way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some times where we we yeah, spend a lot of times with the brothers where there's times where we should be studying, but we're, we're with the brothers. Mm. That's going to happen, mm. right? But what I used to do, mm. What really helped me was, um, I was a I was a person that just loved being at the house. Mm-hmm. I loved being just with the books, and I loved yeah, any, yeah, just being around, just 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 having me time. Right. I rarely went out, uh, and if I went out, it was to the masjid, back, grocery shopping, back. Mm. Um, that was me, and it worked for me. And uh, Alhamdulillah, like I had good relationship with all the brothers. I never, uh, maybe there was brothers that didn't like me, but I, mean, I had, I had a good. I really loved all the brothers that I met, and I gave brothers time that you know, like I would tell them, "If you guys want to ever meet, like let's meet here right. and there, right?" Right. But there's some brothers, man, that that come mm. with their best friends. There should be this kalam. There mm. should be this dialogue of, "Hey, let's work together." Mm. If you are an introvert, 
figure out how to study. Mm. If you are an extrovert, figure out and put yourself in positions where you're studying with good brothers. Mm. Islam doesn't tell you to cut ties. Sorry. Islam just tells you to be around good brothers. Mm. There's a good brother. Mm. He doesn't study, but he's a good brother. Mm. You can learn a lot from him. You mm. can learn a lot from his adab. Sorry. You can influence him in studying. Mm. There's a good brother that loves studying. Be his friend. Mm. Live with those type of people. Right. Other brothers, yani, say salams to them. Right. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what I used to always tell the brothers is, if you're distracted, you, you allow yourself to be distracted. No mm. one is forcing you to be distracted. Right. If you're not getting up from this conversation and walk away, you you were the one that chose it. Setting boundaries. Sending boundaries. Right. Knowing what you want. And then respecting those boundaries. And yeah. Letting other people know you don't have to be disrespectful about it. Yeah. You got to be like, yo, I, I got to, I got to bounce out. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'm not, I'm not coming out Wednesday night. Right. I'm not coming out Thursday night. Mm. And one of the other things that really, really helped me was, um, mm. I had classes every day. Mashallah. Every day. And every day. Every day. Wow. Multiple classes, right? Mm. Um, I remember I would have class after Fajr, mm. and it would go from Fajr from six o'clock all the way to like eight o'clock, sometimes nine o'clock, mm. and then I would have another class from like eleven all the way to. After Dhuhr Sorry. Right And then okay, After Dhuhr yeah. I'm so tired I don't even, I can't even go outside Right oh, yeah, I, bet. I would wake up at Asr time And um, I would have Family responsibilities mm-hmm. I was there with my wife And my daughter And my Lazalik And I would I have to You know what I mean Fulfill their rights And um, make sure They're good for that day Sorry. And then after Maghrib I would have class mm-hmm. Either I would be teaching Or I would I would go to class myself mm-hmm. And then after Isha, I would also be teaching or I would go to class myself or I would be reviewing or I would be with my family. Yeah. And so this type of lifestyle did not allow me to actually be with, with a lot of people. Mm. That's why when people called me, I would tell them, hey, can you schedule it to like next Friday or mm. I can't do it right now. I could, I can never meet somebody on the fly right. because that would, that would mean I have to cancel a class mm. and I can't cancel a class Sorry. for you. You mm. know what I mean? Right. Um, if there's an emergency, I probably will. But if you just want to kick it, Right. Yeah, I, mean, so, I can't you know? So you had a routine You had a system like yeah. That's the number one thing You have to have I think a lot of people They go there It's their first time Having a sense of freedom Yeah A lot of the students In like A, a, a jamia A university They already have A schedule That's outlined yeah. for them Some students They're used to that In America But then they go out there And there's none of that So it looks like for you You set yourself up For a schedule Yes yeah. a, a system That works and I think once you do that, then it weeds out a lot of the distraction because yeah. you know what you need to do and where you need to be. So yeah. I love how he, everything you set up until this point really is cohesive. It's like you go out there, you have a plan, you have a goal, mm-hmm. you have a plan. So you're not surprised when you get there, yeah. right? Uh, would you consider like for those students, like before they even come into Egypt, they have in mind some of the institutes they want to check out. Yeah. Like, you know, look into it, research yeah. it. Yeah. There are a lot of them, there's a bunch of YouTube videos out there that yeah. haven't talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you name out a few of them, the most popular? Uh, you have Lisan Arab, you have Fajr, you have Alibana. Um, right. Those are the major three right, that, right. that a lot of brothers go to. Right. And they all have like their own niche type of style. Yeah. Right. But they're all roughly, some of them are roughly more similar than others. Yeah. So you have right. Lisan Arab and Fajr, they use the same book, which is uh, Al Arabi Baini Yadik. And Al uh, Alibana has their own curriculum, their, their, own curriculum. their own way of going right. about things, right? Uh, at the end of the day, what works for you works for you. Sahai. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Man, I feel like for you, you had a unique experience that mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious about. There's a lot of people who have families who are getting married, who are interested in marriage, and they kind of struggle. I want to say, yeah. and what they struggle because they're like, 
I know there's some people who are like, bro, I'm not even trying to get married because of, you know, being a student of knowledge. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to give her her right. Yeah. And so, bro, for you, I want to say, how did you, because it's not like, Marshall, you were so busy, bro. So how did you kind of balance the two of, you know, spending time with your family mm -hmm. and, and fulfilling your, you know, their right, but also this this ambition that you have that requires so much time and energy? Wallahi, yaqi, um, sacrifice man mm. you know if alhamdulillah like wallahi my wife man she she sacrificed a lot mm. and she understood that yani this is temporary this is not something that i'm going to do for the rest of my life mm. which is yani just be in egypt and study for all these mm. hours right Sorry. and so alhamdulillah she kind of uh, took a step back and just let me do me right mm. and that that allowed me to to do what i wanted to do mm. you know and at the same time that that used to i wouldn't say force but you know when you're when you're responsible mm. yani when you have responsibilities and everything and you see a person taking a step back they want to see you doing mm. what they're sacrificing for right right exactly so it was a little bit hard for me to just go kick it for mm. days and days and days facts facts because that, then she's gonna come up to me and say, "Hey, listen, what are we here for? Right. Like, if you're if you're over here playing around and doing this and doing that, right. like, why am I in this? Right. right? But uh, that 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 really helped me. And at the same time, my my goal was to um, finish something. I had a set of books that I wanted to finish, right. and so uh, the more hours that I put in, the more classes that I took." The, the faster we, we, we left Egypt. And what were those books for those who are interested? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fanatic when it comes to Fiqh Shafi'i. Yeah, yeah. right? That's so, your specialty, even in Medina Tanazar. They would be saying that. I, 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 there was, there's a book that's called Minhaj. Okay. Minhaj al-Nawawi. Uh, okay. Right. Um, and this is, Lil-Asaf uh, al-Shadid, in, mm. the, in the time that we live in, this is what you call an advanced book in the in the madhab. Yeah. What well, I can, um, according to the ulama, this is the mm. baby. This is the beginner step, right? Yeah. And so, uh, the five years or the four years I was there, I was I was trying to get to that book. That was my goal mm. before I even left. Uh, before I left to Egypt, that was my goal. Mm. And so, in order to get to this book, mm. I needed the Arabic language. Mm. I needed uh, a science that's called usul al-fiqh. I needed a science that's called qawaid al-fiqhiyah. Uh, and when I say the Arabic language, I needed Nahu and I needed Sarf and I needed a little bit of Balagha. Right. Um, and I also needed yani, other sciences to help me understand mm. what fiqh is, right? right? And so you would see me study a, a book here and right. study a book here and it would always be connected to, to studying this. Mm. Um, and that was for every science. So in each science in Islam, so, uh, I've studied uh, the, the 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 beginner level, mm. and Alhamdulillah, I worked my way up to uh, intermediate or advanced level. Uh, each science that I thought, yani, I needed, whether it was hadith, whether it was salah um, uh, al hadith, whether it was ulum uh, al hadith in general, whether it was usul al fiqh, whether it was lughat al arabiya, and I'm still studying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm I'm there, but I'm still. Yani, uh, getting there, you know. And my goal, my goal was to reach a level mm. where, when I do come back to to the states Sahih. and life hits me, mm. I can continue studying without 
sacrificing a lot. Right. Because in the beginning, you need to sacrifice a lot. You need mm. to give your all to knowledge in the you beginning. You need that head start to kind of yeah. push you. So when I come back, right. I can just maintain life and, and studying. You know? Man, I remember I was um, I remember I was in a, a Zoom meeting because the institute I was at, they had a brother from Azhar who was an imam here. Yeah. Who, you know, it was like a Q&A, any questions we had for him. You yeah. Know? It was very beneficial. And I think we asked him about like, because there's a lot of single brothers in there asking yeah. about marriage as a, as a student of knowledge. Yeah. And I think he married, he got married out there as well. And he said, do not allow your most beautiful times in life, Egypt, because for a lot of brothers, it's like they look back and it's like amazing. Yeah. Do not allow your best times in life, this experience, to be a memory that your wife says this was the worst thing and this was the worst period yeah. in her life. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said how there's many brothers who divorces happens often because even in Medina, university like Medina, stuff like that, where I don't know how prevalent it is, but this is what I've heard that, you know, the brothers are committed to the study. They have so much going on, but for the women, it's, they sacrificing a lot, right? Yeah. Even for us, we sacrifice, but the women is really, because for us, we have the social life, we kicking it, you know, you, it's bro. For me, I, I loved it because <laughs> I'm meeting brothers who are amazing, bro. Yeah. Amazing. And I like meeting new people. So, so when I'm connecting with somebody who, mashallah, is a good brother and, you know, I'm seeing people, we all love the deen and Allahumabadik is an amazing thing around the world. I'm sure maybe they have, I don't know, the sister side, they probably got something like they, that they, going they, on. They had to. They had, <laughs> they had, they had, they had to. I know. Yeah. They got a sister situation yeah. going on. But if brothers don't facilitate that and say, hey, like, okay, I also have to look, make sure because she's a, she's a human being. Mm-hmm. She can't just be tucked away. Mm it's going to be tough on her. Mm-hmm. You know, so have you heard that of that struggle that a lot of people face? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's something that, wallahi, um, blame, mm-hmm. I can say, is on both ends. Mm-hmm. Marriage is one of the hardest things oh, for sure. anyone can do. And then on top of that, you're doing stick knowledge. Yeah, right. right? Because actually, you got to, it's not, it's the life of waking up and doing you is gone. Sorry, right? sorry. You gotta wake up and figure out that mm-hmm. day and plan accordingly mm-hmm. with your with your spouse. Right. Um, and the goals that you have, sometimes you're gonna, you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot of things mm-hmm. because of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a lot of brothers left seeking knowledge because yeah, any uh, issues that had to do with their spouse, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, sisters yeah, any, are not able to go out and seek knowledge because the brother can't probably provide, you know, mm-hmm. and so. The first thing mm-hmm. that the brothers and sisters that are marrying and you know, that are that are married or going out to study, they mm-hmm. should have a honest to God conversation. Right. This is something that we're gonna do, and it's gonna be very difficult. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be times where we butt heads. There's gonna be times where we're probably gonna have panic attacks. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be times where it's scary. There's mm-hmm. there's gonna be times where uh, we're gonna want to go back, mm. but let's help each other. Mm. Let me help you. You help me. Mm. It's not fair um, to take uh, to to go out and seek knowledge and, like you said, you keep your wife tucked away. No, yeah. she she wants to go out. She wants to go to the institutes. The same way you want to study, she mm. wants to study. Yeah. The same way you go to classes, she goes to classes. So mm. what do you have to do? You have to plan mm. how you guys can do this together. Mm. She has to motivate you in waking up. Right. You have to motivate her mm-hmm. in 
in uh, in waking her up for school. Right. Right. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala have mercy on the man mm. that wakes up in the middle of the night, mm. that prays, and he tries to wake up his wife, and if she doesn't, spills water on her face. He sprinkles water on her mm. face. And he says, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala have mercy on the woman that wakes up in the middle of the night, mm. and that prays, and tries to wake her husband up, and if he doesn't wake up, sprinkles water on his face. Mm. If you look at this hadith, Sheikh Idris, mm. you see the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is hinting at mm. that if you're doing khair, if you're mm. getting closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, you are selfish if you don't help your spouse. Mm. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi did not mention force this person to wake up. La. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, do your best. Mm. Do your best in helping this person in doing what you're doing, which is praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. Seeking knowledge is a form of worship. Mm. And seeking knowledge is something that, that gets you to Jannah. And seeking knowledge is something that gets you the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so if you're not um, motivating your spouse, mm. whether it's the man or the woman, so. then you're, mm. you're really not about that life. Mm. Because if you really want something, you want it for your spouse. So. And then you have to facilitate how your spouse can get it. Mm. You see, the Prophet ﷺ said, he didn't say pray together. Mm. He mentioned that the man prays and he mentioned that the woman prays. Mm. Sometimes you got to study on your own. I'm not saying you guys have to bring out the books and you guys have to do it together. Right. There's times where you have your studies and she has her studies. Sorry. But just make sure you guys are doing the same thing. Mm. And if you have two people that are on this yani, mindset, mm. Wallahi, whatever life or yani, shaitan throws at you, mm. akhi, you can shrug it off. Right. But mm. if you're just a horrible human being, mm. just leaving your wife for hours and hours and hours, mm. she's going to hate you mm. and she's going to hate the situation that you are in. Mm. And you're not going to find tranquility in your marriage. I've even heard some women resenting the deen, bro. Yeah. Because this tends to happen. I've heard of this where she gets with a religious guy or whatever, and maybe she's not as, maybe she didn't have that fuel. Uh, and then it re the whole experience turns her off from it. That's what he literally told us. He said, yeah. you know, the sheikh was telling, he says, I've seen this happen multiple times where the women themselves are turned off by the idea of seeking knowledge, knowledge yeah. just because of the way the, the, the husband yeah. went about it. Yeah. And so it's like balancing your responsibilities. Yeah. I think that's, I think as men, like we have to talk about it because it is, it is a challenge. And I think yeah. women as well have to try to sympathize mm -hmm. with us because we're all mm -hmm. doing our best mm -hmm. and understanding that, you know, you know, mashallah, your husband has this goal. Yeah. It's going to come with certain sacrifice. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be those type of relationship where you can go on vacation and you got yeah. the money, your kitchen looks so beautiful. And, yeah. And you no, know, it's going to be a little bit of sacrifice. Yeah. But mashallah, like imagine the investment that is. Yeah. Imagine the investment of being in, in a family where the wife can teach her kids Arabic mm. and Quran. Beautiful. And you can sit there and talk about qawaid and nahwa and your Beautiful. kid is asking you questions. Beautiful. Not nobody. It's rare to find this. Yeah. And the stuff, the the struggles that you're putting in today for that goal, mm -hmm. is what's gonna. That's the that's the fruits of it. Exactly. You have to keep your eye on that prize. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it's hard. Oh yeah. It's very difficult. Right. And the other thing, Sheikh, um, Shaitan, Shaitan is mm. is actively trying to um. Yani, have a divorce happen. Mm. This is something that uh, so, the Prophet told us. He has his he has mm. his arsh on the mat. 
right on the water and he 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 asks the the jinn or his junood or the mm-hmm. yani his army what did you do today and he one of them stands up and he says i did this and this and the other one says up i did this and this and mm-hmm. one of them says i made a man divorce his wife today mm-hmm. i made a man leave his family today mm-hmm. and he says anta you come close to me you've done well mm-hmm. i shows you akhi that the shaitan is scheming he's right. plotting mm-hmm. he he wants this to happen and wallahi lil asif al shadid mm-hmm. there's a lot of divorce that happens right. because mm-hmm. Because of seeking knowledge, so, and so now sisters are scared. Mm. They hear stories. Oh, Subhanallah, Fulana bint Fulan. She went through this with her husband, and her husband did this to her. Mm. And when they were there, they did this. And now, now the students of knowledge, the brothers that are very, very good brothers. Mm. Yeah, and once, when, once he approaches a sister and he says, "Hey, I want, I want to go out and study, and I, I want to marry you." Right. What does she say? Uh, when you come back probably inshallah let's let's right. think about it right. right why because she doesn't want to put herself in that in that predicament and so this this looks bad on us you right. know right. when you when you uh, the, the way i like to think about it is this when you're studying mm. you need support mm. the more you make your wife happy mm. or your spouse right the more you make your spouse happy the more they will support you mm-hmm. and the more that they support you the more you'll be successful mm-hmm. and so your success lies in how comfortable and how happy your spouse is mm-hmm. and so you actively trying to make your 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 person that you're married to the person that you're married to happy mm-hmm. will help you in studying and retaining the information that you're studying uh-huh. because wallahi billahi lie you cannot study when you just had a full fledged <laughs> argument akhi you cannot read books oh my god no You you're not you're not you're not focusing right. you're not focusing right. probably in a couple of hours but Sorry. when you are <laughs> upset upset right and mad right there's also a thing of studying the crazy thing is some people look at their wife as an obstacle into the seeking and knowledge mm-hmm. and so you flipped it akhi in that in what you just said is seeing them as an asset Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. Shaitan will make you think the opposite. Yeah. He tricks you. Okay? He tricks you. He said that that is the, she's getting in the way of it. No. In your approach can yeah. dictate mm-hmm. whether or not this person supports you. Yeah. Or this person turns away. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I I really love what you said, Akhi. And I think this is an encouragement for a lot of family like people who are saying, "Oh, you know, I can't I can't go about this because I'm married or something yeah. like that." No, it's change the mentality. Yeah. If you two really want something yeah. and want to benefit, yeah. then khalas, go ahead. acknowledging yeah. that you know the expectations that you have mm-hmm. and the reality of what you may or may yeah. not see yeah um so jazakallah khair akhi for talking about a little bit about that because i think that will benefit a lot mm-hmm. i want to also talk about navigating bro yeah. as well right navigating uh egypt i know that's a big one you went out there from scratch like not knowing anybody you know somebody let's say somebody say oh, okay i want to go to egypt but i don't know nobody mm-hmm. i i You know how am I supposed to get tapped in? Like, how am I supposed to find a place? These are like basic things. How am I supposed to find yeah. a place? How am I supposed to get around? Yeah. What would you say to those people? It's a big question. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, like, are there real estate agents? Are there um, things like we have in America? Are there things like that? Out there, there is, but there's rules, and there's 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 uh, what we like to call unwritten rules. Mm. It's payments. There's, there's ways to go about things. Right. And so one of the biggest help that you can get is finding somebody that's already established there mm. or that already lived there that can kind of give you the rundown on what to expect. I used mm. to tell brothers, hey, listen, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And before you do or before you sign off to anything, please call me. 
just so I can see if there's anything fishy. For example, there's a couple of brothers that I've been told they gave, uh, they put down a, a, a key deposit. Mm. I think it was like $5,000. A key deposit. A what? A key deposit. $5,000? 5000 guinea. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> For a second, I was like, they live in a mansion. A key deposit. A key deposit. 5000 guinea. Well, what's a key deposit? Are you tell me, Sheikh. Is it a, is it to hold the key? Is it, I don't know. They've been told there's a there's a deposit for the key, and you got to give five thousand. <laughs> I heard deposit for the apartment, not for the key itself. Yeah. Hey, so they believed it. Oh my god! And so they they gave five thousand dollars, uh, five thousand uh, wow. guinea. Right. Why? Because they had it. Five thousand guinea is like what three hundred dollars. Right. It was it was three hundred thousand. Now wow. the inflation. And everything, they just giving but, stuff out. Yeah, but right. you see. When you don't know mm. what you're dealing with, right. I can give you any type. I could be like, yo, there's a light deposit, bro. <laughs> um, there's yep. a lot of brothers that paid, you know, um, you know, when this apartment um, right. hasn't, yeah, I mean, no one lived in it for like, let's say a year. Mm. Um, there's always bills that they have to pay, whether it's gas, whether it's electricity, whether it's something. Mm. I've seen uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, landlords try to convince that these bills that haven't been paid for a year are your responsibility. What? Yeah. What kind of shady activity is this? You see, this? when you don't know the rules, they'll 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 they'll, they'll, they'll try to play you. They'll try to play you. You can't let go of your street smart. You, you can't. You gotta be smart. But brothers, they accept it. They're mm. like, oh, how much is it? Like, oh, what? 50 bucks? I got you. Mm. Um. So you, one of the biggest, one of the, one of the things that brothers should do is reach out. Sisters right. should do is reach out to anyone that they, that they think that, that, that went to Egypt or that, um, that, that lives in Egypt or mm-hmm. that they know in Egypt, you know, you got to network. You got to ask your parents, Hey, do you know any family members, extended family members mm-hmm. that are in Egypt? Somebody that I can Go talk to. Go to your local message. Go to your local message. Yeah. yeah. Figure something out. Find, it makes it so much easier. Well, lie a lot. Right. Don't do what the mistake that I did by just going there. Find somebody. Mm. And you know, when it comes to networking, they say the best thing to do is instead of looking for someone, someone new, Mm. just start with your immediate family and start with your friends and people that that, that are close to you. Somebody knows. Mm. Somebody has a friend that has a friend. Always. Or somebody knows somebody that's following somebody. And at this point, there's a lot of people out there in Egypt. A lot. Right. You know what I mean? So you just ask Sorry. Know what you like. You know what I'm saying. Know what you want, right. and figure something out. There are real estate agents, mm. but there's a rule, which mm. is you have to. Their price is whatever house that they bring you. Mm. They get the they get that amount. So, for example, let's say you're paying five thousand guinea. Sorry. They want five thousand guinea mm. as for their commission. Mm. So now you're paying five thousand guinea for the real estate agent. Mm. You're paying five thousand guinea for the first month uh, oh. deposit. And five thousand guinea for a security mm. deposit, so you're paying fifteen thousand, okay, right? Right. That's what usually happens. Sorry. But sometimes they hit you with another deposit, mm. which is uh, first first month deposit, mm. security deposit, and last month's uh, last month's uh, rent. Last month's rent. You wow. tell me what that is. They hit. Well, am I paying for somebody else living in this place? You, before? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And so. You just you just gotta run it by brothers, right? right? right. But here's the problem, mm. and this is what really really irks me and annoys me. Mm. You call a brother, mm. and you say, "Hey, I'm about to do this." Let's say you're paying a, a six thousand guinea for a house, right. and you're calling the brother to say, "Hey, does this contract or does this agreement look 
good to you? Is it right. something that's adi? This brother will tell you why you shouldn't uh, get into this house for six thousand and why you should go somewhere else because he would live somewhere else and he would never pay six thousand for it. Mm. I hate when people, yani, mm. uh, yani, force their opinion on you. But, yeah, I didn't right. call you to ask you for the house. I just called you. Is this agreement correct? Right. Whatever I pay for the house, I want to pay for the house. Uh-huh. And so a lot of times you see brothers in Egypt kind of mm. forcing their opinions on I people. Pay, yeah, that's the biggest. Don't thing. live here. Go live over there. Right. Right. I, I don't live over there. I right. don't know. Just tell me if this agreement right. is right. So. If I'm paying for something, that's right. And if not, khalas, mm. Right. Making you know? it about them. Making it about them. Right. You know? And so kind of, you got to kind of distinguish his opinion. Right. That's and, a big skill you have to learn. Yeah. Because, you know, when you go over there, you're relying on other people a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And then you take everything yes, of what they say. Right. Yeah. So being critical, thinking Being about critical, that. yeah. That's distinguishing true. what he would do. Right. And you're knowing what you're asking. Is this agreement right? Right. I, am I paying for something that I'm not supposed to be paying for? Is what he's saying okay? Because you know Egyptians, they talk really oh, fast. Man. Oh, you ain't lying. <laughs> they talk really fast, and they say so many words you don't understand, and they're very, very, you know, and yeah. they, they, they make you. They, it's a different culture. It is. We have to understand that too. It's not the American or Western culture. No, it's get it how you live it type of culture. Yeah. I was even talking to a homie that went to Morocco. Uh, one of the homies, mm-hmm. Abdul Aziz, you know the brother. Abdul Mashallah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mashallah. Shout out to Abdul Aziz. Yeah, talking to the shout out to the brother. Yeah, so he was talking to me and he was telling me how even when he went to Morocco, the vibe was different. Yeah. The vibe was different. The culture was different. Yeah. So understanding that as well, you yeah. have to understand this is a get it how you live a culture. Mm-hmm. People are trying to make money. They're trying. They see you as a foreigner. Yeah. You got to be smart. You know, we think, Very oh, smart. I'm in a Muslim country. It's the romantic thing that yeah. TikTok did. Yeah. Get. Yeah. They're going to look at you. Okay, keep watching that TikTok. Yeah. I'm trying to make my money. <laughs> you know? And he will make his money. He will make his money. So JazakAllah Khaira for making that point. So bro, along along with helping these new students who are considering going to Egypt, um, what are some things, bro, from your experience after having been there for such a long, you know, a long time, what are some tips and things that you think will benefit others? Is there anything on top of your head they like? Wallahi review 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 mm-hmm. One of the biggest mistakes I've made Sheikh uh, Idris Is In the beginning For example so, I was learning uh, Fiqh al-Shafi'i mm-hmm. We started with a book That's called Safinat al-Salah mm-hmm. Another book That's called Safinat al-Najayin Abu Shuja'in Yani the Sharah of Abu Shuja'in Sharh Qasimi And then we went to Zubud And then we went to a kitab That's called Umdat al-Sadiq By Ibn Qiba al-Misri My thing was Hey, the information that's in this book will be in the next book. Mm. So when I'm done with this book, I'm just reviewing the information and just adding more information. And when I'm done with that book, mm. I am reviewing the same thing. Mm. In the beginning, yes. But when you when you get to a book like it, uh, Abu Shuja, mm. and you study a kitab, like Kitab al-Tahara, mm. and you study the adil of Kitab al-Tahara, and you study how ulama al-Shafi'iyya come to this delete or come to this conclusion, mm. And you don't write it down And you don't spend time In reviewing this mm. By the time you're done With Kitab al-Zakah Everything that was mentioned In Kitab mm. al-Tahara Is gone Sorry. And so by the time You're done with Kitab al-Lah When you're done with uh, Abu Shuja itself mm. wh- Whatever you went Or whatever you went over If you didn't uh, If you didn't review It's gone So now you're getting to A, a more advanced book right. With more information Now mm. You're having a hard time Yani catching up right? right And so when I was When I was at Umdat Allah Umdat Salik I remember Wallahi Till this day I remember I had to make that decision Do I continue Like this 
and just go about it or do I like what should I do right. so I made the choice I said yo I'm going to start all over uh, talk to the mashaykh I said yo I'm start all over mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to number one or the the the, uh, the book that I feel like I need to start which was uh, Bushuja mm-hmm. and um I'm going to study this properly and review it and review the adilla and study it and study it and study it right not just that mm-hmm. if and this is what a lot of brothers yani um really liked mm. if i come to a gathering mm. we're not going to talk about mba we're not talking we're talking about fiqh mm. i used to always love telling brothers hey listen man challenge me i mm. am for fiqh shafi'i mm. if you believe in there's a mas'ala and they say al ilmu bayna talamith this is this wasn't this wasn't debating this wasn't mira this wasn't yani this was us benefiting each other right. hey you know this mas'ala right mm. all right let's let's talk about this mas'ala let's mm. let's see what ulama shafi'i say about this mas'ala and and through this i realized a lot of brothers mashallah they kind of fell in love with fiqh as well mm. so the biggest mistakes though the biggest mis- one of the biggest mistakes that uh, mistake that i made was not reviewing mm. so brothers and sisters have review, to review, review. even like for the quran for example oh yeah man cuz imagine you start moving your way you feel encouraged and out of nowhere the beginning portions the earlier portions start slacking yeah. and then some people say oh you know what i just go i'm just going to go back i'm just going to go back yeah. and instead of retaining what you're reviewing Review, what you should have yeah. had yeah you kept up keep right going. going back going back you know so what you said is on point bro and that's what goes along with spending the time outside of your classroom in reviewing in reviewing yeah out of your being a dig when you could progress go back and see in what review. you've what you've uh, learned so far yeah. test yourself make it a game make it a challenge like you said we're talking to the homies and stuff yeah. like that oh what you guys learning oh let's yeah. talk a little bit about yeah. this you know so mashallah that's that's on point bro um i'm trying to think what else to go into about Egypt. <laughs> i'm trying to, but we said so much i'm trying to think hadda uh, okay i want to talk about the safety bro Is okay there, i want to talk about safety real okay quick. okay um okay okay i know there's many people who have you know decided or thought about going to Egypt and one of the questions is safety we going to be real here like yeah. i remember i don't know if you were there at this time but it was around march time i think you left a couple of months before that but brothers were getting uh, um arrested arrested alhamdulillah i left <laughs> alhamdulillah bro cuz i remember you told me hey, i mean hey. i'm not going to put your business on the street hey. but you told me like cuz you know you had supposed to have your iqama and the yeah, visa yeah. but you were telling me bro like that's not really much of an issue they don't really check yeah but then it's like when you left they started it was stopping checking brothers. everybody yeah right so it's like okay and then i was hearing i was in, i'm in the group chats right yeah. so i'm seeing oh brothers are in these prisons and you know the conditions i was hearing yeah. I'm not trying to terrify anybody <laughs> but the condition I was here was crazy yeah right in terms yeah. of just the issues with it yeah. and so safety wise is it a thing that people need to worry about like not even just the like government wise but criminal activities i heard stick ups happening i don't know how often that happens like bro the thing is it's important to put things into perspective mm-hmm. we from america mm-hmm. bro just like the other day there's there's shootings happening everywhere everywhere you yeah. see what i'm saying so yeah. putting things into perspective is safety a thing that people really need to take into uh, into consideration wallahi egypt uh, as i remember was one of the safest places mm. that, that that you can be right. there are times there are people that try to try you mm. um but in general um yani safety is something that that mashallah Right. Yani everybody everybody wanted, you know? Mm. You know when in, in that type of country when everybody is yani moving mm. day to day. 
They don't live the way we live. Mm. We live on paycheck. Mm. They don't live on paycheck. They live day to day. Wow. And so when you're when you're living day to day, you're worried about how to get this money and how to get you have how to put food on the table with my ladaric, right? Mm. And so there's not that many criminal activities mm. that that's happening. There's no there are people that sell drugs, but that's not the communities that we were living in, right? right. Um there are um I wouldn't call them gangs but there are like crews and mm-hmm. but that's not where we were living in right where we lived in was alhamdulillah good right. the police enforce law mm. people are scared of the police mm. the egyptians are terrified of the police really? very terrified yeah okay. you know it's right. not like any other third world country where right. you're not terrified yeah other third world mm-hmm. countries nobody cares about the police right smali yeah mm-hmm. that's your cousin so they're not going to do anything right. to you exactly right Um, you go to prison, you mm. or you go to jail, yeah, and your cousin takes you out. Mm. Uh, the, your 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 uncle is a warden, right? Warden, you know. So, um, in Egypt, it's not like that. Mm. Everybody's scared of the police, wow. and so you see brothers walking around at nighttime mm. in hours where everybody's sleeping. Mm. As in the case of sisters, um, just certain. Times at nighttime they shouldn't be walking around. But how about just in general? Like let's say Medina Tanasa, you know, sister by walking by herself, is that a safety concern? Or During the day, it's okay. Okay. At nighttime, yeah, um, it's okay. I don't want to scare any sisters, but right. there are cases. It's just like anywhere in the anywhere. world. Anywhere. That's what it's, yeah. People say like, don't let go of your street smart. Yeah. What you would pull in America? Would you go ahead and start pulling that out no. there? No. No. Right. You know, um some if you if you're not going to walk around 2 a.m. at nighttime mm. in America, right. don't walk around 2 a.m. Exactly. in Egypt. Right. Right? Um if if you're not willing to get into an Uber at 2 a.m., mm. don't get into an Uber at 2 a.m. in Egypt. Right. Uh, that's something you just don't do, right? right. right. I remember um I remember I, there were some people that would come from the um come from uh like America and land 2 a.m. or mm. 1 a.m. or 3 a.m., you know? Um and just getting over you will always have like a shady person and mm. yeah I would not wish that upon any of my sisters or my wife or mm. anybody you know because some right. of these guys we don't know who they are they could be creeps they could be creeps they could be anybody right. right it's dark and it takes you to like, a wrong turn right. there's a lot of stories that, that I've heard out there yeah I don't mean to, I, I like I I was debating whether I should bring it up but I was like I think I should bring it up because uh, it's a podcast mm. but bro, I remember when I was out there there was a Somali sister or something like that and a tuk-tuk I don't know you heard about yeah, this yeah. where some guy tried to make a move on her if you guys know what I'm saying yeah and she, did, she handled business she she took him out yeah and I was to his lord against his own weapon using his own weapon yeah I say yo and it's like so there's those things I mean like that sister she has some intelligence she was able to defend herself yeah So it's like those things happen anywhere in the world. Anywhere you just, in the world. You just, just got to be think. smart. Right. right? If you're going to go somewhere, go with somebody. Sorry. If you're going to live in a place, live with a group of people. Right. right? If you're going to be somewhere, be by the family. Mm. Um, always have somebody that has your GPS. Always have live location on Sorry. the person that you're going to. Like these type of things you need. You right. need in your life. Right. right. And uh, one of the things that I don't want to do mm. is... Make someone paranoid. Egypt mm. is safe. Exactly. The paranoia part is there. Yeah. Egypt is safe. Right. It's good. It is. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Uh, but they're like every part in the world. Mm. I think uh, they said it's the eighth safest country oh, in the world. Right. It's pretty safe. I've right. never had a stick up. Nobody ever tried me. Nobody. But you were a bigger guy too. You, you said, uh, like, hey, yeah. hold on. <laughs> if I'm scouting, I'm not scouting. It's yeah. still you know the uh, But uh, there, was, there right. was brothers that, mashallah, like, right. you know, they, they, they ran into right. the wrong crowd. 
And they got pocket checked. Right. Allah and I heard you can't be walking all miskeen. You got to, like, if you're walking head down and looking timid, I, like, you can't be doing that because anywhere in the world, you have to walk with your head on a swivel. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't be out here on your chest phone, out. You know, you know what I mean? Right? Chest out, head up, looking who's looking at you. You know, the biggest, right. the biggest things that, um, or one of the things that happen is, um, mm. you're walking, you have your phone out, tuk tuk. Uh, you're not catching oh. that. You're not catching that. Or oh, your bag, fanny or pack. Or your bag, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. So you got to be careful right. when you're walking in the street, know where you're For going. Sure. You know what I mean? Look around, look what tuk tuk is coming, look right. what car is coming, see if a tuk tuk stops in the place that you're going. You just got to do these type of things, you know? Right. Um, I usually, uh, I was never, I always was in the neighborhood. Mm. And if I my, you told me you said this, I haven't left this block. Yeah, it's just it's just me, man. Right, nah, I, like, right I, like, I like this area. Yep. The area for me was I knew my neighbors. My right. neighbors were good guys, were good people. The Egyptians loved them. Sorry. Massages people loved them. Marshall. Right, most of the massages we I knew the imams. And which area was this? If people are interested, this is Medina Tasya. Okay, got gotcha. you. Hayat Tasya, right? Um, I I love the place. I love I love the area. And uh, if my wife left, yani, I would I would go with her, mm. right? Uh, I'm not saying uh, like to the grocery store. She used to go to the grocery store. She used to go uh, to Lisan Arab by herself. But I'm just saying like, like if she would go somewhere, like mm. we would go together. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want my wife being somewhere uh, downtown Cairo exactly. and not knowing what's going on. Facts, facts, you know, right. um, that's just that's just how every man thinks. Right, for sure, for sure. You got to be on guard. Um, for anything, okay, because yeah. anything can happen. Okay, yeah. I also want to tie it all together, bro. Mm -hmm. Like this experience, you've been gone. You know, you went there during your twenties, just enjoying it. You know, as a young man and exploring life. How has this experience impacted you, okay? Like this whole journey, mashallah. You went out there and seek of knowledge, and mashallah, you're continuing to seek knowledge as well, and you're benefiting. For those who are curious, maybe they have a dream of learning the Arabic language. Maybe they have a dream of understanding some ayat in the Quran. Through your experience, you know, they can live vicariously through what you've achieved. You know, how has this trip, how has this journey impacted you? My last Ramadan, hmm. my first Ramadan, I barely understood the Quran. Hmm. But my last Ramadan akhi, in Egypt hmm. was by far the best ayat after ayat akhi, understanding the meaning mm. understanding the qisa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you knowing the fiqh behind a, 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 a ayah mm. um, knowing the qissa mm. knowing what yani, uh, what time or who this ayat were revealed on tarawih was different from the last night the, the last Ramadan you know and would I do it again? 100%. Mm. Would I go through the struggles again? 10 times. Mm. 10 times. Mm. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a very pious man and I have Iman. I'm not saying that. Mm. But what I'm saying is Egypt, and I will always be grateful to Egyptians and my Egyptian teachers and the teachers that taught me. And I will always give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing me mm. to, to have that part of my life mm. to understand his Quran. Right mm -hmm. to, under, to to pick up tafsir And mm -hmm. to understand Akhi, that That was the best mm -hmm. And I remember Because I went to uh, Darul Al-Qam mm -hmm. My favorite recital Was Sheikh Ridha And Hearing Sheikh Ridha Recite It 
it kind of you you appreciate why you, you know there's a secret i, I want to say secret but a, a sir between why the quran is read in ramadan mm. why yani it is important for a muslim to 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 read the quran and uh, finish the quran mm. there's a sir between there's a there's a there's a secret be, uh, behind um why maghrib and isha and fajr the quran is recited out loud mm. this is for the muslims to hear the ayat over and over and over again. Mm. Ramadan is a month where you start the Quran from the beginning mm. and you finish it. This is where you come back to the religion. This is where you find hope. Mm. This is where you yani, find tawakkul and trust. Oh. Everybody that's in the West are marhum, yani, mahroom from this. They, mm. they, are, they don't have this. What the Arabs have, mm. wallahi, they don't have this. Like. I remember... Uh, one of the one of the famous uh, right. we, we were we were talking about um, Sha'ir, right? He was talking about Sha'ir. Okay. He was talking about the Adhan, and he was talking okay. about the Masjid, and okay. these are called Sha'ir, right? Okay. Going uh, on Eid, Yomul Eid, and going outside and showing that there's a lot of Muslims in the community. Sha'ir to show Islam, to 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 prove that Islam is there, right? right. To have a minaret, and it shows mm-hmm. that this is an Islamic place or a community or a country. Sorry. Sorry. The adhan as well is a sha'ir mm. or sha'ira min sha'ir al-islam. He said, he said, when it comes down to the Arabs or the, 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 the Muslims that understand Arabic, he says they go about their life and they do whatever they want to do and they come to the masjid and they hear ayat of the Quran and they stop. They stop what they're doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to them. Mm. You have a person that's going through stress. He comes to Maghrib and the Shaykh he recites about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants this for you and ومالذلك. a person commits sins or he wants to commit sins or he lives a life of sin and he comes to the masajid and he hears ayats of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish him mm-hmm. and how this is, happens to this person. ومالذلك. The, the Quran in your daily life is used to guide you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't understand it, what are you doing? Right? right, and so he said. He said. He said the Muslims that know Arabic have this. Mm. And he says, "Well, like in the Muslims that that don't have this, they need other things mm. to to make them remember about Islam." Mm. And so he said, "I believe." Mm. He said, "I believe the thobe is fard kifaya is a communal obligation mm. on the people that live in the West." Wow. Why? He says because they have nothing else to remind them about Islam except this. Wow. Okay, that's where we. That's that's the life that we live in. That's the community. Oh. That's the that's that's where we are, bro. That's where we are, right? Where clothes mm. remind us of uh, Islam. Right. Where the Quran is recited all night and all day. We don't understand what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling us. Right. Right. Where we want to practice the religion. Mm. And don't know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us Where you want to give da'wah And you don't know who Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Akhi, it is very, يعني, it is sad mm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed me to go to Egypt And to become from those people that know the Arabic language mm. And to understand this Quran I love it when I go to Maghrib or Isha or Fajr yes. And I understand the Quran I love it when my wife turns on the Quran And I understand what the mm. sheikh is reciting mm. You know what I mean? I love yeah. it when I'm reading when I'm reading Quran and I want to know more about an ayah mm. or I forgot what this ayah was about, so I go back to the tafsir and I read it. Mm. I'm not saying I know the tafsir in and out, right. but what I'm saying is, Alhamdulillah, Egypt gave me the tools to actually sit down right. and to to look at these ayats. Wow. You know, they say 
they say a faqih mm. they 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 debate who is a faqih mm. who is a a a scholar in mm. usul fiqh right mm. one of the sciences right they say a scholar is not a person that knows every mas'ala right but a scholar is a person that when he is asked a question he can find the answer for you mm. imam malik rahimahu ta'ala famous story mm. A man came to him with 60 questions. Mm. Out of those 60 questions, he only answered four, I believe. Mm. Does that make Imam Malik not a scholar? Mm. No. That just means he didn't know the answer on the spot. Mm. And he says, La adri. But if you gave Imam Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, time to research, mm. I bet you he will give you the answer. Mm. And so if you can achieve that from Egypt, mm. the tools to research religion and to continue learning your religion, Wallahi you've succeeded And once you have that And you compare that with the struggles of Egypt And the, the blackouts And the dogs running around mm-hmm. And yani, the sewers just, just, just messing up the, 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 the streets The masajids not being open all the time The food, you being sick The weather mm-hmm. Once you compare that Wallahi this Will seem like it's nothing Subhanallah You know because I mean? of what you achieved because of what you have achieved mm. or what you have your eyes on mm. if you have your eyes on so the prize everything mm. else becomes nothing right because what you have is so great it's so great that in despair of these little petty things you're like, i yeah. can get over it so well, temporary hey. things hey. but the things i'm trying to get are forever in What's, this dunya and the akhirah yeah right so subhanallah when the sun rises mm. the stars to go away subhanallah And right. so once you have your eye Once you have your Perspective Yeah Once, you, once you're looking at the sun You can't see mm-hmm. stars Sorry. Subhanallah you know? I, have, I have an interesting question for you <laughs> I got an interesting question You know We went beautifully Into your story You know I remember The first episode You were talking to me About being up You know Late at night Frustrated over You know This this issue In pertaining to You know The sheikh Doing a certain thing In the masjid And you you can't defend or you can't really articulate. And this is when you first started taking the deen more serious. Yeah. And you says, and you're saying, I want to learn my religion more. Mm-hmm. You're talking about you wanted to go to Medina, mm-hmm. you know, and you, uh, what was the word that you said? Bufus. Bufus. <laughs> you know, you're the, I introduced, you, it was so funny. It stuck out to me. Even when I was editing, I was saying, yeah. I'm not going to forget that word. <laughs> so, you know, reflecting back on, you know, you being mm-hmm. in that situation to where you are now, How yeah. does that, how, you know, how does that experience of setting your eye on something? And I know I'm sure that you said you have more ambition, but just seeing where, where, you, where you've gotten it. You know, wallahi, how, how does that feel? Wallahi, I say alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. I say alhamdulillah, man. Um, and this is, this is all mm. from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because, you know, when I reflect on my, like, you know, my, my experiences, akhi. Mm. I know if I planned or I had plans mm. and my plans didn't go according to plan. Right. Well, like in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yani, planned for me. And when I look back, I say to myself, Alhamdulillah, my plan didn't go oh. according to plan. Right. I look back and I, where I'm at right now, mm. I say, Alhamdulillah, man. Oh. Because he is just amazing, man. Mm. Amazing to to know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to you. Mm-hmm. 
You know, there's a reason. You know, I tell the brothers. I said I like I like I like Shuraim for a reason. One of my favorite reciters is Shuraim, mm. and the reason why I like Shuraim is when it comes to ayat, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling a story, mm. Shuraim recites like he's telling a story. Mm. When Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is talking about forgiveness or he's talking about adab, Shuraim knows how to recite those ayat. Mm. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about bay' and when he talks about divorce and when he talks about marriage, Shuraim knows how to recite them. Oh. When I'm when I'm praying behind someone, mm. I can tell whether the person knows what he's reciting or not. Right. By the way he's reciting it. Sahih. You know? Right. Um and all I can say is, Alhamdulillah, mm. I would do it again. Mm. Over and over Washington. and over again Washington. and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I would like to keep me steadfast on this Amen. path man Amen. because we've seen a lot of brothers man that fell off akhi. right we've seen a lot of brothers come back and um just be yani mashghul yani mm-hmm. busy with Sorry. the dunya, dunya and everything right. they went through right. just they forget it you know right. ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just to keep us steadfast and just to keep going to have this because the that is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give it to you. Right. You know, Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, he really speaks about the heart. Mm. And one of the things that he regurgitates and makes yani, a person understand is whatever you have is from Allah. Mm. Al-hidayah is from Allah. Mm. And understanding is from Allah. Right? right? And this knowledge that you have is from Allah. Mm. The Prophet says, Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants khair for, mm. he gives them understanding of this religion. Mm. And understanding of this religion, Shaykh Idris, like the ulama say, it's not knowing what the religion is talking about. It's al bihi. It's acting upon the religion. Mm. And that's if somebody can, and he said, uh, Ibn Qayyim ta'ala, he says, if you know, if you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. if you know the ayats that you're doing, it's easy for you to worship Allah mm-hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Right. And so this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever, whoever is in Egypt and studying or wants to study or mm-hmm. um, that's not studying, but inshallah, yani it's, wants to study, mm-hmm. always know that this will help you in getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. Right? Subhanallah. It's beautiful. You know, subhanallah. Even for me, just hearing your story and it gives me a lot of motivation because I'm going back as well. And, mm. you know, it's when you see other people who are not only keeping it for themselves, but they're saying, you know, I went through this. Yeah. I want you to be in a better state. I want yeah. you to overcome these challenges and avoid these. Yeah. It's amazing that you're doing that. And I ask Allah SWT to grant you the best in this dunya. Amen. For those who are interested, like, what, what's up for Ustad Abdullahi now? Like, what are you up to? You know, what are you, what are some of your ambitions that you feel comfortable sharing? And how can people get connected with you? I mean, you know, I'm I'm in Seattle, Um sure. my my number one my number one uh, goal now is is to you see this love that I have mm-hmm. to give it to people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I want to give back to my brothers. I want to give back to my sisters. I want to give back to my community. I want to. I want to teach the people about Allah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I want to teach the people about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because we really need it. For sure, right? right. Um, I want to, uh, yani, uh, sh- show the people this is how you study. This mm. is how the scholars studied. Mm. This is the salaf that we have. This is this from my Adalik, right? Mm. Um, and Akhi Wallahi, I'm I'm here in Seattle. Right. Uh, I, I work as an Islamic studies teacher. 
one of the best jobs that I have mm. or that I had in my life, right? Mashallah. Which is to to come. Uh, you know, I, I believe what I do, it's mm. not work for me. It's it's, a, it's an activity. I just get paid for it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, I can, we have another struggle, which is, yes, we can teach the dean, mm. but the brothers, when they when they were hiring me, they, they said to me, they said, listen, we also want you to, to make the kids fall in love with the dean. Mm. And so that's my mission. Mm. I want people to be proud of their Muslim identity. Sorry. Show the people, yo, you are a Muslim mm. and you have a ni'mah that a lot of people don't have, which mm. is al-iman. And to show the people mm. that when it comes to living a lifestyle, mm. the Islamic lifestyle is the best. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's my mission in Seattle. That's what we're doing. We're we're trying to trying to pump out da'wah. We're trying to you know what I mean network with the brothers and right. and uh, do things a little bit different, right. right? Right. Where everybody's involved, inshallah. Inshallah. Right. Inshallah. That's amazing. And so I've I've seen you at uh, various masajid. I know you go to different masajid. Yeah. But which ones do people tend to find you at here in the Seattle area? So I teach I teach uh, at MAFE Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Um, inshallah, there will be classes starting at Bakr soon. Okay. Um, either for classes or we're still, we're still you know, talking about that. Right. Um, OBK, there's going to be classes starting. Um, there's this one book that I'm, inshallah, that I'm going to start. It's called Bawaithul Khalas Min al Dhunub. It is uh, the, the how to stay away from sins or how to get mashallah. how to get rid of sins. That's going to start soon, inshallah, around like October. Okay. And so we're just working. There's going to be seminars coming up, courses coming. So we're just trying to, you know what I mean, um, create and then. You know what I mean? Once we create the momentum, just right. just maintain it and just have this this yeah, I need this uh, thing where people study now. When, you know, every Friday I, t I try to do a lecture. Every Saturday I try to do a lecture. And lectures are usually um, targeted at brothers that want to change their lives mm -hmm. and, or brothers that can improve their lives. Right. And I don't make it in a way where I, I sit there and I tell people I'm better than you. Like, mm -hmm. like, we're all sinful. Mm -hmm. This is how we can get, you know what I mean? This is how we can come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or we are struggling. All of us are struggling at something. And this is right. this is the tools that can be made. Right. Or this is the tools that you can use. Right. So that's that's what we're doing in Seattle, man. That's amazing, Akhi. And I'm sure even people, I'm sure some of those classes are online. Mm -hmm. And if not, you know, they can find you on your social medias. Yeah. We'll go ahead and make sure we'll tag that. Instead, Abdullahi uh, social media contact, inshallah, will be in the description below. I just want to thank you, Akhi, just to be an inspiration, man. Uh, I know you don't like us praising you, but I, I got to let you know, Akhi, the, the work that you're doing. Uh, for us, younger generation, I know you, you didn't have a lot of, you didn't have, you went out there to Egypt with nothing blind. And here you are, inshallah, this is going to be for me and so many others. Uh, kind of a guiding, a guiding So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you, man. And I look forward to following your journey. Inshallah. Allah Once again, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, Shaykh. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, give you everything that you wanted from Egypt. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this podcast. And yeah, he's reaching the people and everything. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a means for you to enter Jannah. And the other brother as well, Abdi. And give him my salams, inshallah. Most definitely, most definitely. He's going to love this episode. Inshallah. Anyways, uh, I really thank you, uh, and I thank those listeners who have tuned in this wonderful discussion. Mashallah, immensely beneficial. Uh, go ahead and share it to those who you feel like may benefit, people who are curious about studying in Egypt. Uh, and make sure you guys go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. And go check out Ustad Abdullahi on Instagram and his other social medias. 
And we'll see you guys on the other side, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.